Welcome to Pre-K Spot Talks. I am Melissa, your host and the founder of Pre-K Spot, the spot for early childhood educators to open up their teaching. I am your guide down the open-ended child-led teaching path, and together we will explore strategies and ideas so that you may open up your teaching to less stress, more engagement, and an overall joyful child-led classroom. Hello, hello, teacher friend. Welcome to season two of Pre-K Spot Talks. We are back and we are ready to go with the summer edition of podcasts all about open-ended child-led or play-based learning. In this episode, we're going to talk all about reflection, how we look back into the past to push ourselves forward. This school year certainly challenged me. Let's face it. It was more than a challenge. It was downright difficult. I was climbing a mountain all year, and to be totally honest, I'm not 100% sure why. I have been reflecting and talking about this ad nauseum. Shout out to my teacher bestie for mostly being on the receiving end of this. I rode a roller coaster of emotions from joy and fear to anxiety, happiness, frustration, desperation, astonishment, shock, numbness, pretty much anything that a person can feel. I felt throughout this school year. The best way I can put it is we knew that children would not be quote unquote typical. We knew these children were a result of a pandemic during their most important years for development. We knew not to expect typical growth and typical development. We knew children would be different. Yet nothing prepared us for tossing them all in a room together to be treated as a quote-unquote typical year for not typical students. It, I really like to compare this a lot to giving birth. <laughs> and if you've done this, then you'll know. You can prepare and prepare and prepare, read, hear stories, talk to people, arm yourself with tons of knowledge. But you do not know what it is really like until you go through it. That's exactly what this year was like. We prepared and did our due diligence, or so we thought, but really nothing was like actually going through it. We could not prepare until we were there. I will admit, I hated doing reflections in undergrad and in grad school. All the reflections. I literally felt like the only thing I was doing was writing paper after paper after paper, reflecting on what was going on. But I am super thankful for all of those reflections that I had to do in undergrad and graduate school. There was a lot of years of schooling, and throughout those six or seven years, all I did was reflect. And now all I know how to do is reflect. It is ingrained in me. We all do it, and we all do it all the time. But there is a huge difference between reflecting Versus crossing that line and, for a lack of a better phrase, beating ourselves up for what we've done. We're not going to dwell on the past. We are going to look back on the past, reflect on it, and move forward. We need to take a step back, look at what happened, and ask ourselves a few questions. So this is usually what I ask myself. Number one, what were the three biggest issues? Let's just get down to it, to the core What were the three main things that were the biggest problems? The second question is, what do I believe caused them? 
there's almost always a combination of things. You can never really pinpoint one thing. But the beauty of reflecting on this, which we will get to, is you are looking for patterns. The third question is what was beyond my control? You know, things like what is just the way a child is wired? What is because of my limitations from admin? What is the context? There are things that we just can't control. And finally, probably one of the most important questions is, what would I do differently if faced with this situation again or something similar? We always want to think about how we can solve the problem, move forward, or what we would change or do better, or what we would never do again. (laughs) Once I ask myself these questions, I go over them, I talk about them, I write them down, I do lots of different things, but then I file them away because this is what we do as teachers. We work with children. And we all know that inherently children are not all that different from year to year. You get the same types of kids or the kids who try the same types of things. And while their combination of personality might be a little bit different, you face a lot of the same types of situations year after year. And you just get better and better and better at solving them and helping the children solve them. This is why teaching is such a learn-as-you-go profession. You have to be in the trenches to fully understand it. Reflection is really extra helpful when you're doing it in a more physical manner. I love to reflect in a way that is just talking to my best friend or talking to somebody. Another great way of reflecting is to write it down. This could be in a journal or start a document. I generally have a document in my Google Drive and I also like to talk it out, as I said before. And another thing about reflection is repetition. There's lots of different ways to reflect, but talking about something or writing things down more than one time is really the best because then you get to look for all of those things that sort of pop out at you that you don't notice the first time around. It's kind of like editing a paper. You don't just read it once and be done with it. You hand it to somebody else or you read it two, three, four, five times and you keep finding mistakes. That's the same thing with reflection. This really helps you realize what you keep coming back to. What's the same thing that just keeps popping up? Where do you find themes, reoccurring events, the repetition and pattern in the issues? They really help you figure out where the issue was you, where the issue was the child, or where the issue was completely out of your control, and maybe a combination of the three. This past year, I also had a lot of help reflecting and talking with outside teams. It wasn't just me and my teacher bestie who are in the same kind of little bubble. We had our intervention team and our support people that are pre-K specific, and it was really great to get all of these different perspectives to help drive home the real issues. They were helpful in seeing what keeps coming up and finding those patterns and offering ideas to help solve the issues. I know as teachers, we love to be on our own little island sometimes, and we have a little circle of people we might ask for help, but sometimes you really have to reach beyond that. This was difficult for me, and that's part of this entire reflection. I really got a lot of help and a lot of just validation and the ability to express what was going on by reaching out to other people that I do not normally reach out to. One of the hardest parts about reflection is not crossing the line, and as I said before, a lack of a better phrase, beating yourself up. It is so easy to stay inside your head, and reflection can easily quickly turn to self-doubt and negative thoughts. This is why I like to stick to the questions. 
So let's think about them one more time just to summarize. Number one, what were the three biggest issues? Or what was a problem today and what was something that was good? What do I believe caused these? What was beyond my control? And what would I do differently if put in the situation again? Now, reflection is not just for us. It is a really important part of our job, but reflection is for the students. We teach this to a lot of students, especially as they get older. So why wouldn't we get really good at it too? So some ways that I like to reflect in the classroom with my students is we set aside a time every day, closing circle, and we think about our feelings for the day, We think about different moments or events of the day. We talk about what was maybe our favorite thing or who we played with or who did we help or who were we kind to. Sometimes when we're doing our bucket filling, I like to ask them how they were a bucket filler that day. There can be a lot of different questions you can ask. I don't always ask them all in one day. But by doing this, we create a really safe space that allows the children to practice this type of reflection to push ourselves forward. I also like to talk it out and model it for them. I share my thinking, my feelings, and it is just a really lovely way to end the day. It does take practice. In the beginning, especially with such young children, a lot of the reflection is pretty shallow. It'll be something just like, what was your favorite thing today? But as a year goes on, it gets a lot deeper, a lot more meaningful, and a lot more connective. And this really helps the children come together as a group. It helps them think about their own selves. And as I said before, it creates that safe space and allows children to start talking about these kinds of things. These are the things that we need from children nowadays, especially these children that have been going through a pandemic. They need to understand that talking about things and communicating is really the best way to help themselves. So now that we reflect on ourselves and we help the children learn to reflect, we also know there's lots of different ways and different times to reflect. You can reflect daily about just the day. You can reflect weekly about the overall picture. You can reflect monthly, quarterly, I do all of these reflections all the time so that I can piece everything together and only make myself better. It also really helps me organize my thoughts for any kind of justifications or explanations that other people may need like admin or other teachers or things that people just want to know more about. Reflection is great for that. So now here's my challenge for you. Take the questions that I shared and reflect back on your year if you haven't already done so. And you know what? Maybe even if you have, do it again. Because again, you'll see patterns, you'll see different things every single time, and it can help push you forward and help you learn how to do things differently or better or not do things next time. I also offer you the challenge of thinking about how you're going to reflect with your children next year. Do you reflect after an activity? Do you reflect at the end of the day? Do you reflect a lot throughout the day? And of course, the next step after your reflection is to push it forward. So what do we do to push forward? The things we do to push forward are to create goals. Sometimes I write down my exact learning so that I make sure I remember something if it was really good and something I want to hold on to and try again. And then sometimes I just forget about it because it's something that I never want to do again. But really, I turn things into goals like, hey, you know what? This really worked next year or last year. I want to do this next year. My goal would be to set the children up 
for more independence or whatever the goals may be out of this reflection. It's all about the learning and how we can then step forward from the things that happened in the past. I feel like a broken record. That's probably like the 15th time I've said that. We could play a drinking game, but that's really what reflection is about. And like me, I'm sure we were all really taught how to do this in our teaching programs because it's such a major part about teaching. This is just your little reminder to do it in a more organized way or to not cross that line and beat yourself up and to make sure that your reflections are always moving you forward. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed and come back again next week for something brand new. See you soon.